0: Recorded live. Greetings, 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 and welcome again to another program. I'm Brother Michael Jones, your faithful servant, coming with you to another message of salvation, a message of encouragement, a message of inspiration, and a hope. That is a, a hope that is seen, that is not hope. But the hope that is unseen is eternal. So we thank you for being with us tonight, and we just hope that something will transpire that would say, wow, I believe. And we're talking about faith tonight because it seems to be a lack of faith in the body of Christ. One of the scriptures says, when Jesus Christ comes back, will he find faith on this earth? Well, he'll find very low faith. Because he was talking to uh, his disciples one day, and he said, You know, Satan is trying to sift you because he wants you to lose your faith. So, right now, today, we come to talk about faith and why we need faith. It is necessary to have faith in order to have salvation because the scripture says in Romans 1 and 16, now, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it is the power of God for those who believe. The power of God unto salvation for those who believe. So when you hear the word to believe, that means that you've got to have faith. Faith to believe, and believing is faith, and, and that's it. You know what I mean? You put one together with the other, and, but you cannot separate them and apart. Because if you don't believe, that means you don't have faith. Because one of the scriptures that says, and this is a scripture that we always hold on to, in John three sixteen, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Begotten son is that the son of Jesus, his son is word, where he called it his son. This is my beloved son. Hear him. This is my beloved son. Believe in him. This is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased of. So, Jesus, after <clears throat> Jesus came to earth as a human being, and to work as a human being, and the word of God, and the spirit of God, and the glory of God, and the power of God, and the wisdom of God, ah, and the character of God, well, God called him His son. While Jesus was there. In the father, with the father at the past. he was just the word, that, the word that was spoken by the father. So the father put all his word together, thrown it up, put it in the womb of a virgin, and then the virgin conceived a child called Jesus. He called Emmanuel, God with us, because he is the word. And God said, let there be, and the word went forth and accomplished everything. God set it out to be. So at the time it said this is the Lord your God there is one and only one God. So we have to come to believe that. So when when Jesus came to first thing that we must do is to believe what is said, is to believe what we see, is to believe what is done through Jesus Christ and what he represents. So therefore, it's the word that counts the word that is almighty, the word that is power, the word that is spirit, and the word that is light, and the word that is from God and is God. So therefore, he also said in the same Scripture. In Hebrews 11 and 6, for those who will come to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. He will reward you if you seek him. He will reward you if you come to him, but you've got to believe in him. I was on my social network uh, even today, and one of the gentlemen, somebody was saying that, well, one of the ministers, more or less, said that there was a situation going on in this world, uh, prophecy. There's uh, prophecy going to be fulfilled, prophecy from different ones and different things. And he also put my name there and said, what do you think? So I checked back. I said, you know what? Uh, they were talking about Sir Isaac Newton and his writings and different ones, different things, and about things that he believed and everything. I tell you, I don't know anything about Sir Isaac Newton about his Bible uh works, uh, Bible prophets and other stuff, but I do know this. It's done in studying the scripture, there are things that, that God has said in his word And he looked up at the fig tree, and the, fig, uh, the tree had no figs on him. Jesus was hungry. And he cursed the tree. Wow. No, not Jesus. Yes, he did. And he came back the next morning, and he said, Jesus, this is a tree that you spoke to yesterday. The tree was with us from the root. So Jesus is saying that if you had the faith that like the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, just like with the tree, that you're talking about have the faith the size of a mustard seed that all things will happen. You say to this mountain, be that removed, it will happen, and nothing will be impossible for you. So, therefore, he telling us that even a little bit of faith, but don't doubt. Don't doubt the word of God. And this is the message that we that we're trying to get over and get through to the body of Christ today, we hear so much rhetoric. We hear so much uh, conversation and so much uh, things is happening because we know that the evil one is trying to keep us in darkness, trying to keep us in ignorance, trying to keep us to that place where, well, we want to keep us captivated so that we can go to hell with them when he comes to the eye say, well, he's already condemned, he's already been judged, but now his sinners have to face the execution. The devil has to go through this execution. And somebody would say, well, why would God allow the devil to roam the earth, do all those crazy things that he's doing today, and not stop him? Well, and this is my assessment, because knowing the, the condition of God, knowing the character of God, knowing that he loves us so much. And God gave us a free eye. He gave us a spirit that we have a choice. We have a choice. So, therefore, the, the God of this world has blinded the mind of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the Lord of Jesus Christ, who is the glory of God. Now, we know that the devil is like, the devil don't want us to know, don't want us to see, and he's talking about those who are unbelievers. Well, understand this. Unbelievers are anybody who are not truly believing the word of God. Those who are doubters, those who are haters, and those who are not really receiving the word of God. That's in Second uh, Corinthians 3 and 4, talking about the God of this world, the devil, who keeps blinding the minds of the unbelievers. So if you hear the word of God and you're not doing the word of God, you don't believe in the word of God, then you are classified as an unbeliever. So therefore, we must by all means try our best to build up on our faith. And I mentioned this one time to a pastor. I said, you know, uh, talking about building up on your most holy faith. He said, Oh, no, no, no. You, you're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to do that. But well, you know what? The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. He tells a lie because that's a scripture. God wants us to build up on our faith. In fact, He builds up on our most holy faith. Whatever faith we have, if it's about the Lord, if it's about this Word, it is holy. So therefore, whatever faith, we have to stop for a little bit of faith, a sense of faith, go up on it. Keep increasing your faith. Keep believing what God is saying. Keep trusting and Him. Don't trust in man the deafness. Don't trust in the devil. So that's what the devil wants you to do. He's going to send people by you. Oh, well, brother, you know what I mean. Uh, don't be uh, uh, look like you're not teachable. Well, what are you teaching me? What are you saying that is going to be different from what the scriptures say. Well, you know, that's an interpretation. We must uh, interpret this, and, and no Greek, and no Hebrew, and no Aramaic, and all this little stuff. Good. We should know it, but God speaks in plain language. He speaks in every language that is made, so therefore, what he says is what he means, and God give us understanding. Just like when uh, Jesus left to go back into heaven, he said he opened up the minds of the disciples to understand the scripture. So he will give us understanding. He said he would give us understanding in all things. So that's how we have to trust God and to believe what he said. some promises, and we have to believe that what he said, even though it sounds like way out of left field, it it sounds like wow, God made some kind of promises. Yes, he did. He made some promises that we will never understand. And like the brother said, well, there's a lot of things, a lot of answers that I need to know. Well, brother, I'm gonna tell you there's a lot of things that we should know that we don't know, a lot of things that we could know and we're not seeking the answer for There's a lot of things that we, all we have to do is lay before the Lord, lay before the Lord in prayer and ask for the answer, ask for the understanding. And he will give us that understanding. And if he doesn't give us the understanding, just go with what He say, because maybe it's not the time to give you the understanding because you probably couldn't handle it. It's just like giving a child a shotgun, a shotgun, a loaded shotgun, and then say, Here, take this, go play. No. You don't do that. So therefore there's a few things that God will hold back on us, but so he say he will not withhold we'll any good thing from us. But there's a time where we have to come to that maturity and maturity. And there's a scripture that will cover our maturity also. So therefore let us have faith and never doubt, never doubt. In Matthew 21 and 21, it says, faith never doubt. You can say to this mountain, be lifted up and throw it into the sea. And then in Matthew 22, it says, whatsoever you ask for a prayer with faith, you will receive it. That scripture right there will carry you way war and carry you over to a great place in heaven. We hear so many people talking about, well, if I just had a better relationship with the Lord. Well, you can have a better relationship with the Lord if you trust in him, if you come to believe in him, and then if you come to love him. So those are three things that we have to bring to your attention today. If you've never heard anything else before, remember this. God desires faith. He desires obedience. Obedience to his word. Now faith without works, and the works is the obedience. Obedience. So, therefore, hearing the word and being a doer of the word, hear the word and act on the word, then that is the obedience. So God desires obedience, total obedience is total faith. Then he brings it up and puts it in a place called love. Love. It says, love the Lord your God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Three things that is definitely required. But then in between those three things, you'll find a lot of things that we should be doing, should be doing, and we can do, and we must do. So God will help us out through all of our circumstances, situations. But we see how now, and not to talk about the church, not to talk about, People, put falling apart, falling down, and, and doing all a whole bunch of crazy things. So we're not going to go there. We just want to come and just to enlighten and encourage and to, in you call it, uh, to just give some, some point, on inspiration to inspire our brothers and sisters that in order to have a good relation to God. We must come to know him. We must come to know him. Now, in order to get to know God, you must come to do something that's so special. And we're gonna to go to a place right quick here. And uh and that's in John fourteen. Now John fourteen now that was just heard so many different scriptures coming out of John and Today is no exception. So in John 14, it says that, uh, and I think it was in verse, uh, uh, if in my name, John 14 and 14, if in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. And it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will love you I He will give you another advocate to be with you forever. And this is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. And God will give you the Holy Spirit. words. Mm-hmm. Christ. is to be obedient to Jesus Christ. And then there are other things that said, but this is the will of God. That's why we have to study to show our self-approval to God. And now He says, in order to do the will of God, uh, it says to do the work. Well, we know we can't work our way into heaven. We can't do this. We can't do that. Well, who said that you can't do any work? God did not tell us to sit down and listen to his word and not do anything. But yet, in the other end of the spectrum, he doesn't talk about, well, in order to go into the kingdom of God, you have to go out there and dig a ditch. You have to go out there and build a monument. You have to go do this, do that. That's just what this, oh, these other people just did. We did many mighty works in your name. We prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. They were doing some works. But they left out some ingredients. Obeying the, the will of God. Not loving the word, not living God. And you can't love God unless you obey His word. And obedience to His word will bring you to that place of knowing Him. And just like in any household, know your mother and father. And there are some homes now today where child. No, not their parents, and the parents don't know the child. They look up, as this teenager in there one day, and said, say, who are you? ha! <laughs> Been living in the house all this time, taking care of the child, but you very seldom see the child. The child is brought up. you bought them clothes, done this, done that, and yet still, you don't know your own child. So it is possible. It is possible. But get to know our Father, through Jesus Christ, which is the Word of God. And then there are some scriptures that you will not hear in the church, and I'm not going to jump on the church again, like I said, but these are some of the things that we need to know, and you can write them down to also in uh, 1 Corinthians 8. Now go to verse 6. Verse 6. But yet, for us, there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things, and for whom we exist. And, A-N-D conjunction, one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we exist. That scripture I have never heard taught, preached, or spoken of in any church or anywhere, because what they're trying to say but most people said, and what the devil wants you to know, that when Lord Jesus came to earth, he came as Jesus, he came as Christ, he came as Lord, he came as Lord. Now, God is a person of God, has always been in heaven, except for when he walked to earth with Adam. God walked to earth with Adam, and also one more time, when uh, Moses, wanted to see God and, and, uh, well, it was God and Jesus still in the same form, in the same form. And he said, I will look through the cliff of the mountain. And God showed him a part of his backside. So therefore, oh, because no man at this time could look on the face of God and live. So therefore, God not coming back down to the earth. Through the Son Jesus Christ, His Word, at the time. So therefore, therefore, while we always say there's a purpose and a reason for everything that the Heavenly Father does. So when we say God, let us not with knowing the names of God. He is Jehovah. He is the Elohim. He is the Almighty. So therefore, and Jesus and have these names also. But in Philippians. When he talks about Jesus called the form of a man coming to earth, that he say, count it not robbery. Count it not robbery. So therefore, Jesus is Jesus and God is Father. Jesus is Lord and God is Father. And there's another scripture that you would not hear in anybody's church and therefore it is here In the Bible, and it is for us to know and the reason and the purpose for us to know because the purpose is so great, the purpose is so great, and we'll get to the reason why, why you think the Lord Jesus would say something like this. And it's also in the book of John. Now, we go to John 5. In John five, uh, verse forty, forty one. Now this is Jesus speaking. I do not accept glory from human beings. Now I spoke that one time, and I got jacked up by ministers and pastors. No, that's not right. You can't. Jesus said, "I do not receive glory." That means now, uh, I'm going to write it down to you. In the Psalms, it said, praise the Lord. Everybody just praise the Lord. But today, today, Jesus said, I don't accept your praises. And there's a purpose and a reason why he cannot accept your praises. And just like uh, we always talk about in, um, in uh, Colossians 3.17, and Ephesians uh, 5.20, When it says that whatever you do, give thanks to the Father in the name of Jesus. Thanks to the Father. Jesus does not receive our faith. And there's a purpose and a reason why. So, therefore, if Jesus does not receive your glory, which is your praises, your admiration, because now why don't we understand this? Why don't we try to find out? Because there's a little scripture that the devil definitely don't want you to understand and don't want you to know about. And that is also in the in Corinthians. Uh, it says that for those who united to the Lord become one spirit with him. One spirit. Now. And then 1 Corinthians 6 and 17. Anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with Lord Jesus Christ. Now, why would that be? Because the Lord Jesus wants you to be his representative in this earth's realm. The Lord Jesus has given us power and authority over all works of the evil one. God has given us the spirit of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We have the name of Christ. We have the glory of God through Jesus Christ. We become that one spirit with Him and in Christ when we have when we keep the Word of God. Jesus said, I will come to live with you and in you. In you. Jesus lived within us through with the Holy Spirit of the bodies are the triple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, Christ is in us, the hope of glory. Now, Christ is in us, now, if we say, thank you, Jesus, we're thanking ourselves. If we say, praise the Lord, with Jesus is Lord, we're praising ourselves. But how many people can understand that? Because even God said, not many can understand it. But he gives us understanding in all things. He gives us, God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. God is reconciling the world through us, through us, just like he reconciled us back to the Father through the death and the resurrection on the cross. Therefore, God has made a plan that we should be children, adopted children through Christ, call us children, no longer servants, no longer human people or whatever. Children of our Father, so therefore that's why we have to hold on and study the scriptures and to know who God is and what He's about in his character and his nature, who Jesus is in us and for us. He forever lives to intercede for us. He is our intercessor between man and God. Jesus forever lives to intercede for us, watching over us. He's our head. We are just a body. He is our head. He's our direction. So therefore, Jesus wants us to be him. When the devil, there's also another scripture where it says that if the devil had known these things, he would never have crucified the hope of glory. He would not Done this, but he has a choice because God has set it up in that way so that those who receive Jesus Christ as Lord in their life. So, therefore, my brothers and sisters, keep the faith, fill up that faith, hold on to that faith, hold on to the word, hold on to the mighty word of God through Jesus Christ. Because, see, therefore, this is the anointing. So, therefore, you want to benefit relationship with Christ, let him live inside of you. And when he lives inside of you with that Holy Spirit, because he also, in John 14, he said, and my Father will come also. So now, once you start keeping the word of God, holding to the word of God with that love in your heart, I will come and live with you. That's what Jesus said. Now you have the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ the Anointed, and the Heavenly Father, all in one and you. Wow. That is heavy. And then he said also in his word that no ears, a heart, a eyes, no eyes could see or uh, ears could hear, or the heart of man could conceive what God has planned for those who love him. He goes beyond measure, beyond measure. So that's why, another reason we have to have that faith to believe. Another reason why we must have obedience to his holy word. Another reason why we must search the Scriptures and to know where we're coming from, where he's coming from, and where his plans are for us. Now, a lot of people might not like it or accept it because we say things to the people about, well, you know, should thank God, thank the Father at all times in the name of Jesus. Oh, no, I want to thank Jesus. Well, you can do what you want to do, but he says, nothing beyond what is written. It is written that you should thank the Father. It is written that you should give praises to the Father. And Jesus said, it is written that he don't receive your praises. So if he doesn't receive your praises, praise the Lord all you want to, it ain't going nowhere. So therefore, that's one of the reasons why there's not too much faith in the church because there's no power in the church because we're not believing in him. We're not holding to the word. And therefore, we're making up our own scriptures and the devil is sitting back laughing and making fun of us. And then and then he want us to go down to eternal damnation and eternal fire with him. And there's another scripture I'm going to bring out before we close up this segment. It's in Second Thessalonians 1 uh, verse, uh, chapter 1 started at verse 7. And also and, uh, let me go there and read that for you. Uh Thessalonians, wow, okay, 2 Thessalonians, okay, hello, hello, right here, right here, okay, now, starting at, uh, well, we'll start at verse 5, and uh, Second Thessalonians 1, this is the evidence of the righteous judgment of God, and is intended to make you worthy of the kingdom of God for which you have suffered for. For it is God to repay with affliction those who afflicted you. So we remember we said that, we heard that God said, He is, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Romans, uh, Romans 12, I think it was, say. So, and then it says in verse 7, And to give relief to the afflicted, as well as, to us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in verse 8, in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God. Do not know God. Inflicting vengeance when the Lord comes back. If you don't know God, that is, if you haven't been keeping his word, you have no love no love, through his word and love for one another, you don't know him, you don't have a relationship with him, God is going to reflect and stick vengeance upon you and me or anybody else who get caught out in that situation. Stick and vengeance of those who do not know God and not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to obey the gospel. No disrespect to the whole Bible. No disrespect to all of the old prophets and the law. No disrespect to all of the other people who are in the law that sound good and all that good stuff and try to make good of some of the words and trying to say, well, we have to know Christ because in order to uh, know about the New Testament, you have to know something about the Old Testament. Well, I beg your pardon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And nowhere in the New Testament that you would see, whereas you have to go back to the Old Testament to find out about Jesus Christ, there was forthcoming of the Lord Jesus Christ yet through the Old Testament. Isaiah, Ezekiel, and a few other uh, prophets that foretold the coming of Jesus Christ. There's a few other scriptures that tell you, about good things about what's going to happen in the future and the prophecy. But the point of it is if you had a car, you do not go back to go to study a T-mile Ford, an old Ford, an old car, in order to learn how to work on these new cars with all of these new gadgets and the computerized access. You can't even change spark plugs nowadays. You know, we used to have points and plugs and, and do this and do that and get up under the hood and, and rebuild the car almost. Not today, sorry. So knowing some of those things that happen, but everything that you need to know, if you read the scriptures between Matthew and Revelation, you will see where it says it was spoken up in the old days. Ah, oh, the prophets say this, prophets God is so good, he brought it up already. Everything that you need to know that is important to your salvation, and that's the key. What is important to our salvation is what God is bringing to us today. The psalm has been fulfilled. Prophets has been fulfilled. The law has been fulfilled. Love is the fulfillment of the law. It says that love does no harm to a brother or sister. So, therefore, it's just like we said before, I was talking about church, hurt, church, 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 church. Anybody who hurt another servant of God, another servant, uh, another brother or sister is not of God. Sorry. They can sit up in church and do anything and everything, and hallelujah, hey, 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 all they want to. If you hurt another child, another person of God, Wound that spirit, talk about them, uh downtrod them, backstab them, uh, rhetoric and all that other stuff, attitude. You're out of here. Don't die in your sin. The Lord said, not wishing that lunch period at all to come to repentance. So therefore, therefore, my brothers and sisters, no description. Know the power of God. Know the character and the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of God. You will do well. Study his word. Study his word. So hear the word and then obey the word. So therefore, oh, therefore, and there's another thing that God requires, and that's purity. Well. It's also in, Ephesian, uh, in Ephesians, oh, Ephesians 5, five. it says, No impure person, uh, a moral person, or uh, greedy person, when who is adultery, to the to enter into the kingdom of God. There are criteria, there are standards that God has set for those who come into the kingdom of God. For he said in the beginning, Seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things be added unto you. Don't worry about this, that, and the other. Instead, in all things, worry the prayer and supplication that your request be made known to God the Father. So, therefore, therefore, we must, by all means, study these things, know what is required of the Father in order to come into His kingdom. No impure person. So that that's going to leave a whole lot of us out. That we have to get our act together, get purified, and there's a scripture that I was gonna say that in 1 Peter one and twenty two that being purified by our obedience to the truth for sincere love of the brothers. Our soul been purified when we obey the truth. When we obey Lord Jesus Christ. When we obey the Word of God. And with that love for one another, our soul is being purified. So you'll hear in uh, Psalm, created me a clean heart, renewed me a right spirit. Well, that's out the door and out the window. God said, do it yourself. And we say this, we speak it, and here comes a person right along behind somebody who's speaking these the Word of God in this gospel, and, and starts to quote Psalm. That is out the door. That is in disrespect to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're denying him and he said, If you deny me, I will deny you. So let us keep the faith, let us submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. But how can we resist the devil if we don't have the faith to believe? So let us go to Second Peter uh one, starting around verse Uh, six or seven. There's a list of things that we should do. Supplement our faith with goodness and goodness with uh, 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 knowledge. And then on down the ladder we get to love. So let's start with faith. End up with love. But without love it is impossible to please God and then by all means by all means, let us know the fruit of the Spirit. And while we're there in Galatians 5 and 22 talking about the fruit of the Spirit, we also must find out what God does not like, the work of the flesh. And there are many places that he said, stay away from these things. Don't do these things. Abstain from these things. These things are bad for you. God does not pleased with these things. These things will separate you from God. So therefore we start to live in that holy life, start to be obedient to the word of God, then then we will see a change in our own our own self. Because then as we say in 1 Corinthians first Corinthians and six, that is a mighty chapter. Starting from uh, chapter 3, 4, 5, and 6, and even in chapter 7, there's so much to be known, so much to know, especially about the glory of God. Also in John 17, Jesus said that he was talking to the uh, disciples. He said, the glory that you gave me in the beginning, I have given them. So now, the glory that the Father is Jesus. The word is glorified. Jesus said, Ah, the word is anointed, the word has power. The power is the glory. So therefore, no wonder when Jesus said in John uh, five and forty one, I don't receive glory from men. It is impossible to glorify something that's powerful. But he's so sick that we can have the glory of God. We don't have to lay before God all day, all night, or pray all day, all night, and all can to get the Chicago glory of God. But all we have to do is be obedient to the word of God with loving our heart, one to another. Give praises to the Father. And be sincere and be for real. And be, walk in the goodness, walk in the emanation of the true and living Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, is waiting on us to be fulfilled and come to that place, come to that place of His goodness. His wisdom, His power. And then one of the scriptures says that in 1 John 4, 17, that we shall have boldness. Love has been perfected amongst us that on the day of judgment we'll have boldness that as He is, so are we in this life. That is another reason why. He want us to be like I said not imitate yeah, imitate the father and beloved children. He want us to be excuse the expression that is so good and so wonderful to know. We want us to be his imitation, his people in the earth. When God mess uh Jesus crucified he didn't do nothing, but made Jesus more and more and more in the realm of this earth. He did not do anything but to multiply Jesus in a spiritual way that makes more and more and more people like him. So we thank you, we bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, in the name of Lord Jesus, we come to you. We give you praises and glory for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. Help us to be obedient to your holy word. We ask you, Father, to continue to strengthen us with the Holy Spirit. Enlighten us even the more with the anointing of your word, with the anointing of our Lord Jesus Christ, that when we speak and declare and decree a thing, it shall be done because we speak only through you and your will and it's God. We speak that peace. We speak holiness. We speak deliverance. And we speak by the hands of the evil one in the name of Jesus and anything else that you have called for us to do, to cleanse the body of Christ, to hold fast to your goodness, to cover the body of Christ. We speak those things that are not as though they are, but we have the faith to believe that you work and that you will hear us, that you give us a petition of our request. We thank you and we praise you. In the name of Lord Jesus, we pray. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' holy, wonderful name. Amen and amen. Thank you for being with us again tonight. We bless the name of the Lord Jesus. Ah. Because God is so good. He is so good and so wonderful. And He's so mighty. Yes, Lord. He is so mighty. He's so awesome. You said that. We should have the power to destroy strongholds. He's given us authority to tread on serpents and to pick up snakes. Ah. given us power over all the works of the evil one. That's one other reason why we must have the faith to believe that anything attacks us and come at us and come to forward towards us, and no weapons formed against us shall prosper, believe it and know these things. And if anything happens to us, we take it to the Lord in prayer. We take it to the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. We speak against it We speak on it and remind, remind Jesus that we are healed and His alone because we are bought with the price. And this body is healed and not our own. He will work on us, and he will strengthen us. Not saying that we won't go through some trials and tribulations. Not saying that we won't suffer. But the suffering that we go through is going to be a reward, a reward, a reward. And that reward is going to be a mighty reward. Hallelujah. And we just got to start praising God at all times. It's no wonder he said, rejoice in tribulation. How can we rejoice in tribulation unless we have the confidence to know that it's going to be all right, that we have the victory already, that we have the approval of the true and living God? Therefore, thank you for being with us today, tonight. And as you hear the archives and see these things, and to know that Lord Jesus said, I will never leave you, not forsake you, but let us come to be with him and not to leave him for too many have listened to the voice of the evil one and left, left all the good things that we discussed and talked about, the power, the power of God through his great love, through his Holy Spirit, his glory. That's awesome. That is truly an awesome God. Thank you. God bless you. God keep you in Jesus' holy name. And you may get in touch with me. I put my uh, name and email up. But Michael Jones at P-E-O-P-L-E X-C-E-L the letter N-L-O-V-E at Yahoo.com if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, or whatever, or even complain, or if you don't think that what I say meet or agree with you and, and you think that I'm unteachable like one of the bishops that said, because I said that if you destroy the body, God will destroy you, which is the scripture, then, hey, bring it. We will go over it and we'll pray over it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, God bless you, God keep you.